Hi everyone, how you guys doing tonight? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Milkard Mysteries. Of course, today's episode number 45, the 7th of October 2020. Just want to give a shout out to my sister who is uh, turning uh, 29 one more year till she turns 30. <laughs> it's literally all downhill from there. I'm kidding. But that being said, today I'm going to be a little bit late on the first story. What I mean by that is it's, it's uh, not as quick as I should have been with it, but there we go. Uh, Rick Moranis is something everyone is talking about, and uh, there's been a, you know, I just want to get my, my two cents out there. Uh, we're going to be talking about a set of parents who have been arrested in the death of their daughter because they didn't bathe her, and she had lice, and apparently that's what led to her death. And also uh, another mother-daughter combo that uh, murdered a whole bunch of their relatives. It's just a terrible story. It's a tragedy. So let's uh, let's get ready to dive into that. But first things first, if you guys haven't already, if you're listening on iTunes, do me a solid. Write a review. Super easy. Helps me out. Really appreciate it. Also, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. Great way to get in on the action. Join the conversation and let your voice be heard 100%. All right. So without further ado, let's dive right in to today's episode of Milk Carton Mysteries. And today, I want to talk about this first, this is a story that's been going on, a lot of people are talking about it, Rick Moranis punched in the face in an unprovoked attack in New York City. He says that he is fine, but apparently Chris Evans, oh boy, Chris Evans is absolutely furious. So let's talk about this. Right now, Rick Moranis is on everyone's mind. Everyone loves Rick Moranis right now. His sainthood has been all but absolutely ordained by the Pope. Got a punch to the head in an unprovoked attack, and the suspect was actually caught on video. Uh, there have been multiple images released of this suspect, and they are really, really, really looking for him right now. Law enforcement is telling TMZ and other media outlets that the Ghostbusters and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids star was walking on Central Park West Thursday in Manhattan, when out of nowhere, a man in an I Love New York hoodie unleashed a violent punch and knocked him down hard. And there is actually video evidence of this. There's no audio, so I'm not playing it on either YouTube or the podcast, just because it would be too much dead air, just to be honest with you guys. But in the video, you see Moranis, and at first you didn't know that it was Moranis. You just saw a man walking, and then out of nowhere... This African-American man in a black I heart New York shirt just punches him square in the face, knocks him down and then moves on with his day like nothing happened, like nothing happened at all. He calmly pimped away like the monster that he is. Anyway, right now, authorities have said that uh, Moranis has filed a police report and he went to the hospital for evaluation. He told the doctors that he was suffering from pain in his head, back and right hip but otherwise he's okay. And right now cops are absolutely looking for the attacker. His image is everywhere. Uh, they are currently offering up a $2,500 reward for anyone who can provide evidence or provide information regarding the assault. This man right now, if I had to guess, if I had to speculate, which is something I do here on this show, uh, is probably the most wanted man in New York, which means he's probably hiding out in New Jersey. But that being said, uh, he, you know, it, this shocked a lot of people, right? This this really angered a lot of people. This made a lot of people real mad that Rick Moranis was punched in the face. 
in an unprovoked attack. Now, I've heard someone on Twitter told me about this. They said they heard that Moranis had said the N-word to this person, and that's what caused the attack. Now, I don't know if that's true. I'm going to sit there and say probably not. But I don't know. We haven't seen Rick Moranis in a number of years. Maybe he's harboring a very deep secret, but I, I don't I don't see that being a reality. Because if this gentleman believed that Rick Moranis said the N-word to him or Rick Moranis did send the N-word to him, then for one, that doesn't even remotely equate to being an okay for violence. But he might come forward to sit there and say that it was a provoked attack. But at the same time, he's looking at insult charges and his face is plastered everywhere with a reward attached to his name. Now, sadly, given how the police operate in New York City, this guy might be he might be found dead before they actually get him brought in. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, especially now he also has uh, Captain America on his tail here uh, with Chris Evans tweeting out. My blood is boiling. Find this man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Evans decides to throw in any of the umpteen millions of dollars that he has in riches from the Marvel movies. Uh, not all of that, obviously, but a fair, sizable reward in order to further bring this man to justice. Uh, and you know, it's going to be bringing out like every bounty hunter <laughs> in the area is going to be coming out for this. Everyone's going to be looking for this guy. And you know what? I'm all for it. I'm here for it. You know, I want the authorities to bring him in. I want him to get, uh, you know, a fair trial, but you punched out Rick Moranis and it's not like you can deny that you did it. People saw you do it. It's on camera. The unblinking eye of a lens caught you doing it. You horrible monster, you. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with this one. But right now it's a little bit on the crazy side. Um, my thoughts and prayers, if that's even worth anything, absolutely goes out to Rick Moranis and I hope everything is well. And that uh, I hope, you know what? Here's the thing, man. I'm hoping that... If I have to be, if I have to make one joke about this, I hope that punch knocked some sense into him to go back and cameo for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. It doesn't come out until March of next year. There's plenty of time to shoot a cameo. I'm just saying that's my wish for this, my hope for the betterment of it. Give us a bit more Rick Moranis. The world would be a better place. I think if you agree with me, you should let me know. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. And this story is an absolute mystery to me. This story is an absolute mystery. And I say that because why would parents hurt their child in the way that these parents hurt theirs through absolute, absolute neglect? And I say this as an allegedly because they have just been charged. They haven't been convicted yet. But here's what we know. Georgia parents have now been charged with murder in their 12-year-old daughter's lice infestation death. That is not a typo headline. That is not a typo headline. Lice infestation death. You don't think about it ever. You don't think that lice is ever going to be a, a life-threatening thing. But in this particular case, here's what we know. So here are the facts. A 12-year-old Georgia girl, who's right now is unnamed, has uh, died. Oh, so she's been named. My bad. I didn't read that part of the article yet. Uh, a 12-year-old Georgia girl may have died as an indirect result of severe lice infestation that could have gone on for years, according to investigators. Now, there are new details that have been emerging on this case. Uh, in the August death of Caitlin uh, Yazviak, 
that were discussed during a preliminary trial hearing on Monday in which the Superior Court Judge Brenda Trammell agreed that there was enough evidence for second-degree murder charges against the parents Mary Catherine or Katie Horton and Joey Jovizak to go forward to a grand jury. The couple has also been charged with second-degree child cruelty. Just to give you uh, an idea here of who we're looking at, if you're looking at this on the screen on YouTube, um, the sheer uh, embarrassment and uh, and regret and lament and torture in their eyes says it all to me as a parent, right? Especially the mom. She's not looking directly in the camera. She's shifting away from it. She knows what she's been accused of. She knows what she's responsible for. And the dad has that look like he's going to cry. And you know what? I think the I think that's fine. I think that's okay, to be honest with you. I know that might make me a bad person, uh, but... Uh, Look, let's get let's get into the details here, okay? So according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation special agent uh, who testified that medical records show that Caitlin, the 12-year-old girl, by the way, this is Caitlin, died from cardiac arrest with a secondary cause being severe anemia. The GBI earlier stated that the girl suffered from excessive physical pain due to medical negligence although the autopsy reports are not 100% clear yet. So this is just the preliminary findings, but this was clearly enough uh, to, to get the judge Brenda Tremel in order to uh, file or, or to charge them with second degree murder uh, as well as second degree child cruelty. Now, uh, Katie Horton, this is the mom and told investigators that Caitlin had not bathed within the last week and a half before she died. When agents got to their home in August, it was absolutely filthy on the inside. And this is a direct quote from the article here with vermin covering the mattress, stuffed animals and other furniture in Caitlin's room that this is from, again, this is from the article and this is what the special agent testified. The Georgia Division of Family and Child Services removed Caitlin's two brothers from the home. Now, right now, this is all the information that we have, okay? This is all the information that we have uh, in regards to uh, what has been levied at Mary Catherine Horton and Joey Yavziak, or Yavz, Yavziak. Um, This is what we know. And uh, so here's my take on this one, right? So uh, in another article I read about this, what they had talked about was that the, the lice had been feeding on Kate, uh, Caitlin's body for so long that it just caused her to have anemia and that prolonged neglect and that prolonged suffering that she went through so needlessly is ultimately what caused her to have to go into cardiac arrest and to die. So let's, let's really kind of break it down here. This is just based upon what we know, just based upon all these things, these, these two parents, and most likely the two other brothers in the house that are thankfully alive and have been removed from their care over a month and a half ago, which at this point means they've probably gotten the proper medical treatment that they were clearly denied. So they took this girl and they neglected her. They didn't give her a bath or maybe they did. Maybe she got lice and they just did. They didn't treat it. They thought maybe it was just, they, it was vermin were everywhere. So maybe thought that it was fleas, something along those lines. Mommy, mommy, I'm itchy. I'm itchy. It hurts. They're biting me. Oh, it's just fleas. You'll be fine. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's that kind of neglect. And again, maybe this is this is the whole point of looking at the image of the parents here. 
You know, when you bring up the image of the parents and the image shows them and they just look uh, dirty and embarrassed. And maybe I'm judging them too hard, guys. Maybe, maybe I am. Like, I can admit that, right? I can admit maybe I'm judging them a bit too hard. And I'm sure in the comment section, you guys are going to tell me this. But how do you, how do you neglect that bad to where there are literal rodents and vermin on the bed, on the stuffed animals? How do you, how do you not want to change something when you, when you see that level of filth and I'm not the cleanest person in the world. I could clean my office. I should clean my office, but how do you get to that point where your child is so sick from anemia that they die from cardiac arrest because you, you couldn't get them the shampoo to get the lice out of their hair or clean your damn place. And that's why they look embarrassed and sad in that, that image. That's why they look embarrassed and sad in their mugshot. Because they caused their 12-year-old daughter's death. And it wasn't like it was an accident, like the child, you know, fell into a pool or something. And those are tragic in and of themselves. But this was a situation where they had full control and they failed as parents. And that's why I don't have sympathy for them. I have sympathy for the two young boys that have been pulled from the house. And I hope that they go and get the help that they need and they get back on the road to wellness. But let's be, let's be fair. Let's be real. These, these people are going to get second degree, which is not going to be like life in prison. And I, look, I'll be fair. I don't know if they deserve life in prison. You might disagree with me on that. Because what they did was, was truly negligent and truly a mistake. And now they are going to pay the price for that. So I guess my question to you then at the end of the day would be, do you feel like they deserve to go away for life or would like five, 10 years work. Cause I don't know. I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an idiot with a microphone, but you are a smart person with a keyboard. And I want to hear what you have to say. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk garden. Or you know what? Leave a comment, a like, a subscribe. That's a good thing to do too. You can help out the channel really well by doing that. And I want to ask you tonight, what is it about people seeing demons that causes them to do crazy stuff? Because that is exactly what has been going on here, where we have got this story of uh, this mother and daughter from Pennsylvania who have murdered, and uh, they've admitted it, murdered five family members who, because they say that demons told them they wanted them to die. Demons told them that they wanted these people to die. So here's what we know. Right now, this mother and daughter duo reportedly pled guilty to killing five of their close relatives, including three children, after demons told them to do it. The victims uh, wanted to die. This is another thing the demons said. The demons all like, do it, do it. They want to die, you know, because that's that's something that a sane person hears. Now, 47-year-old Shauna Decree and 21-year-old Dominic Decree entered guilty but mentally ill pleas to five counts of first-degree murder and the killings in Pennsylvania. Now, the suspects in this case told the authorities that the demons had ordered them to kill their family members as everyone living inside the Morrisville apartment wanted to die. And speaking at their sentencing hearing Bucks County Court on Monday, District uh, Deputy District Attorney Christopher Rees reportedly said, 
that the murders took place over the course of three days. How in God's name would you kill five people over the course of three days? Well, we're going to find out. So according to this article here, uh, a child and youth services caseworker found the bodies of Shana's children, uh, Naraya Smith, 25, and Damon Decree, Jr., 13, when she visited the household in February of 2019. So this is an old one. They're just now pleading guilty. She also found the bodies of Shauna's sister from New Jersey, Jamila Campbell, and Campbell's nine-year-old twin daughters, Erica and Imani. Now, the coroner's office did say that Campbell had been strangled while the others had been suffocated to death. And maybe that's how they did. They got rid of the 40-year-old first, the 42-year-old Jamila. But Naraya was 25. Damon, 13, and the nine-year-old twins. So you, you, I guess if I'm going to just talk this through Occam's razor style, you take out the two adults and the kids are easy pickings use a phrase horribly. Now, when the authorities reached the apartment, they did find Shayna and Dominique disoriented, as they say here. But meanwhile, the house furniture had been turned over. The drywall had cracked and there was glass strewn across the floors. So these guys made a mess. These guys made noise. They, they, they made a lot of noise. And apparently like that didn't draw anyone's attention, I guess. I don't know. Now, however, during the interrogation, the pair gave conflicting accounts of what, what went down. Uh, both did maintain that everybody in the house wanted to die. That's their story and they're sticking to it. If this took place over three days, they had a lot of time to concoct a story, in my opinion. Now, both the mother and daughter suffered from severe mental illness as per a court-appointed psychologist and psychiatrist who spoke at the sentencing hearing. The duo was reportedly diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder, major depressive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Hmm. Okay. I mean, look, mental health is a big issue in this country, 100%. I don't know if I necessarily buy that the demons made us do it argument, if I'm being fair. So it says here that Dominic's attorney, John uh, Fiorvianti Jr., told the court that she had been in mental treatment since she was five. And that her mother, Shauna, had also sought mental treatment. Now, the news reports that the mother and daughter were involved in activities in some kind of religious cult. And this is from family members. So family members now have been telling the investigators that they're, that Shanna and Dominique were part of some cult. Now, Shanna's attorney said her client was isolated and delusional when she committed those horrific murders and believed the world was ending and there were demons in her house, and she had to obey him. Her family tried to help her, but the delusions were too strong. But what about Shayna? If, if Dominique had wanted, to, she had heard the demons for so long, where does Shayna fit in on this one? It's not like, it's not like the demon has phone a friend. It's not, not like they're in a group text, you know? So clearly someone here was leading somebody else. And if you want my honest opinion, it has a lot to do with uh, probably Shayna leading Dominique into doing something. I don't know why though. I can't quite figure it out. But anyway, both of their lawyers said that the clients expressed horror and remorse about what they had done. Horror and remorse. Horror and remorse. Five 
people are dead as a result of these two women. Five people, three children under the age of 15. A 25-year-old and a 42-year-old are dead because they thought they saw demons. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't buy that stuff one bit. Do I, do I buy the mental health angle for Dominique if she's been in mental health therapy and services since she was five? Yeah. But I, I would also assume that uh, Shayna would be also leading into that delusion and then getting her to do something. So here's my take on it. They took out Jamila Campbell first, strangled her, because she would be the, 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 the hardest opposition. Now, somehow they hid this. Again, this took place over three days. How did that happen? That's what I, I don't know from this article, but I'm sure it will pop up later on in court documents. So then they probably killed the older sister, the 25-year-old. And then the children were just right there. But they also tore up the house, shattered the glass. It's weird, isn't it? Now, what I want to know if the family's talking about them being in a religious cult, what exactly cult was it? What were they into religious-wise and what exactly would be going on? Because this didn't happen during COVID. Like, I thought it did happen during COVID, which would be some kind of a pressure cooker understanding, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the end of the world. It's a pandemic. We're all going to hell. Okay, demons. It would make a better, you know, this wasn't that. This actually took place well before that. So hopefully we'll get some more information as time goes on. I'm, I'm going to definitely want to keep up on this story because that to me is always fascinating. But then my question ultimately moves to you. How does this make you feel? What are your thoughts on this one? Real, fake, demons, not demons? I leave it to you. Let me know your thoughts. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls. That's the end of this episode. My goodness, that last one's crazy. Did they do it because of demons or were they just nuts? That's my, again, that's a question. That's a question I want to ask you guys, you know. Uh, do you think we're going to catch the Rick Moranis puncher? The assault on Rick Moranis is not going to end well for that guy, I don't think. They're going to keep raising up that bounty on him until it's going to be too much. And probably even his own mother is going to sell him out, I would think. Uh, and then what about uh, this 12-year-old girl dying of lice? I mean, do you buy, like, you know, do you think second degree neglect? I want to hear your thoughts. Anyway, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton. Great way to stay involved especially for all of you that listen through podcasts. And I appreciate that. Patreon.com forward slash Matt Jarbo to support the show if you would like. And I really appreciate that too. All right, everybody, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have yourself a great day. Thank you again for watching and peace out.